You're listening to the Gun Hunter Planet podcast, your gateway into the great outdoors. So sit back, relax over a campfire, and enjoy the show. Gun Hunter Planet, where guns and heritage come together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gun Hunter Planet podcast. And myself, James Nopum, Kevin Conlon, and our friend Corey from Steelhead Outdoors. How are you doing? Great. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So uh, I don't know. I I didn't really hear about Steelhead Outdoors until uh, you know Dave said something, and I started researching. And it's like I I'm like I had this idea. What? <laughs> I'm like this is a great idea. Why don't you tell everybody what what you guys do and how your system works? Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, like you think of a traditional gun safe, it's uh, this giant box, right? Like behind me. Um, and they're great, offer great protection. And the major downside is that they're just really difficult to move. So either A, they're hard to move or B, they're impossible to fit where you want them. So sometimes, oftentimes the best place to put your safe in your house is a place where no one can see it. And sometimes that's in a closet, that's in a bonus room or under some stairs down a narrow hallway around a corner um, a lot of our customers end up being in old houses have narrow stairways with sharp corners and the only way to get a traditional safe in in those places might be to cut holes in the wall which isn't an option for everyone so um we started realizing that there's these modular gun cabinets there's a couple other people on the market making modular safes um but we wanted to make one in the usa start to finish as much as possible and we wanted to build it with the highest quality components. And we make it from, you know, from raw sheets of steel to finish safe in, in Minnesota, right in our own backyard. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. I probably should elaborate though what a modular safe is. That's kind of the most common <laughs> follow-up question. So instead of this being one giant safe that you have to move in place, it actually comes apart. You can see on the back here, these seams come apart. The bolts are only accessible from the inside and you haul in six panels instead of one safe into your space. So this safe behind me weighs uh, 600 pounds assembled, but when you put it together, the door weighs about 165 pounds and all the other panels are significantly lighter. Um, so it's very manageable. Two people set each panel in place one at a time. No, that's, that's just such a great idea because I have one of those houses, right? It's like right. I can get it through the garage and maybe up the stairs, but the 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 stairs of the basement so narrow. So I mean, I got like a fifteen gun steel safe. The only thing I could fit in here, something like this would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Fit everything in and have it, you know, how's the fire resistance on 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 your products? Yeah. So there's a couple of unique things about that. So what we learned during our research is that there's no like central governing body that does the fire testing. The UL does one fire test that these small cash safes can pass but as far as i'm aware there's not a single gun safe on the market that can pass that test because it's so rigorous right the safes are so big an already heavy gun safe would weigh in the thousands of pounds yeah um to pass that test so since there isn't a central body everyone just kind of comes up with their own testing and every manufacturer does it a little bit different um the, the basics are you put in an oven usually it's 1200 degrees um, and usually the test goes until the inside reaches about 350 degrees, which is the kind of generally accepted temperature where paper will be okay. Um, but there's all sorts of fine details that are lost in that um, yeah. description of that test, right? Is the safe full of stuff? Is the safe <laughs> empty? Is there one temperature sensor? Is there more? Is it on the ground? Is it on the ceiling? Um, so we, we uh, tested ours at independent lab um, with five temperature sensors from top to bottom. 
um, with a totally empty safe. And uh, all of them stayed under 350 degrees for a little over 30 minutes. So right around 30 minutes. Um, traditional safe this size lined with sheetrock or drywall. Most manufacturers from our research would probably call it a 45 minute, maybe a 60 minute safe. Um, but like I said, I don't know exactly how they're doing their testing. Um, but our system uses a ceramic blanket material rather than a, a drywall material. And it actually performs a little bit worse in the testing, but it doesn't come with these drawbacks that you have to deal with every day. So yeah. like a, a traditional safe lined with sheetrock, it's gonna have um, moisture management issues that happen every day. You have to have a dehumidifier in it, or you're gonna have to open it up every single day. Some of the best manufacturers will tell you, you should open it every 72 hours to prevent any buildup of moisture that could cause mildew or corrosion. Or that's why dehumidifiers are so common in, um, in gun safes. And some of the guys will tell you those kinds that you put in your oven to recharge and then they change colors. You could replace those every couple of days and they'd be changing yeah. colors all the time because they're full of moisture. No, that's, that's good information to know. I mean, that's, that's cool that you guys, you know, have kind of figured a way around that because that, that can be a problem. You know, and we know a lot of guys and I'm not going to name any names. It's not Kevin. You know, they don't clean their guns properly. So just anything that's going to add to the rust, you got to try to avoid, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, so what kind of, how, how many different models do you have? Or is it kind of mix and match and kind of build your own or? Yeah. So right, right now we have three basic sizes. So the smallest one, the Nomad 26, that's about 26 inches wide by 18 inches deep by 54 inches tall. And that's our smallest one. It's, it's a little on the short side. And that one was specifically designed to go inside closets and small spaces. We found a lot of people that are renting their best spot for their gun safe is in a closet and they're not able to make alterations to their closet. So it's purposely shorter than the other ones to fit underneath that, that coat hanger bar in your closet. And um, when we had one customer that took that thing up to his ninth floor apartment in Miami, one, one panel at a time in the elevator, right? So it was really one of his only options. So that's our smallest one. Then when we first launched, we had two sizes. The one behind me is our biggest like stock model. That one's a 38, it's 38 inches wide by 24 inches deep by 60 inches tall. And then we do have one that sits right between them. It's the same height as this one. It's 60 inches tall. It's 32 inches wide and 21 inches deep. And that one, um, the depth fits in most closets as long as you don't have a, a hanger bar. Cause a lot of the closets are, they're like 24 inches deep in modern houses. And then you need to make sure the bifold doors will swing past the handle. So you got a couple inches to spare there. Um, but those three sizes come in three different standard interior configurations on, you know, the inside's kind of cut in half. You can have gun storage on one side, valuable storage on the other, or you can have gun storage on both sides with shelves above. And then they come in like we have, we'll say, our standard color combination is going to be brown exterior, white interior, and those ones we keep in stock ready to go. Um, okay. Moments notice if you wanted to order one today, we could ship it out in less than one week. And then um, we have like a line of, we'll call them semi-custom built order colors, like the screen behind me. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, we have, uh, we're tied in with um, Prismatic Powders. That's the sister company of Cerakote. They have 380 different color choices that we offer our customers. So that's become a significant part of our business. Um, this last year in particular is the, the customs. People go, you know, there's there's safes at the big box stores I can walk in and walk out with, but yeah. I want something different. I want something unique. So we're, uh, we're doing custom signs on the front. We're doing different finishes. 
this year we've done in the last couple of months, we've done both a rusty safe and a completely raw safe, raw steel <laughs> with just the clear coat on it. Um, we've done black on black. We've done, um, we're building one right now that's going to ship out early next week. It's seven feet tall and it's all white. It's white interior, white exterior that we painted the bolts gold on the outside. The handle's oh, gold, the lock cool. dial's gold. <laughs> that sounds like a bank bolt. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Or is it yeah. expensive? Is uh, shipping expensive on these things? Like, I mean, it sounds like you're sending some pretty heavy product. Does that drive the price up quite a bit for the customer? Yeah, it, it can. So that's what one of the unique things we do. We try to take a customer centric approach. So th there's a flat rate shipping fee on our website per safe. And it's, you know, it's supposed to cover most anywhere, but um if you reach out to us there's a button on the website and i'll we'll quote you a uh, shipping and we'll charge you what it is not yeah. not flat rate so it ranges anywhere the cheapest one we've shipped has been 150 bucks the most expensive one has been like a thousand dollars for a guy in california who wanted inside delivery um in a neighborhood that the truck drivers apparently didn't want to drive to and he had two safes for that price so they can get up to, it can get up to 600 bucks at the most yeah. but you can do things to save costs. Like if you have a pickup truck, which a lot of uh, our, your listeners most likely do, yeah. you can usually save at least a hundred dollars off whatever that would be, maybe 200 by picking up at the terminal. And that works pretty slick. You just show up, they call you when it's in, you show up, they set the pallet and back your truck with their forklift and then off you go. Now, once, once somebody gets the panels in where they're going to put it, is it pretty easy for like anybody that's a little mechanically implied? client can put this together and how long would it take average great question so though we actually have a patent on our construction that consists of our insulation system and then the construction of the panels themselves so inside this safe we could probably uh, if you give me a minute, i could probably open it up and show you um there's the outer layer of steel and then the insulation blanket and then there's the inner layer of steel and those are attached together so what that does is that means that your base panel is already assembled so you set your bottom in place you set your sides on and you just have to put the screws in and you're done. You don't have to put together any interior parts. You don't have to install the insulation. Um, and it all is accomplished with the two wrenches that are in the bag with the instruction manual. So I tell people you should have two guys, the two wrenches that are in the bag and you should account for two hours. Um, it likely won't take you the full two hours, but it'll likely take you more than one hour. I mean, we've done a ton of these. We can do them in like 15 minutes, but I would never expect someone that's never done it before to do it that fast that's not bad though i mean no. two guys in under two hours to put something like that together that's gonna really protect your guns and and uh be safe you know in your house so no and i'm just kind of blown away and i'm gonna be watching some videos i'm sure there's how-to videos and, so, and some of the things that you guys have built and, and just the, the kind of the color scheme alone, that's, that's something you can't really find either. You know, could I, could I do American flag one if I wanted to, would that sure work? Sure can, sure can. See, look. <laughs> we can do anything. And then the cool part about the panels being different, you could do, you could do each panel a different color if that was something that was interesting to you with the red, white, and blue or something. Nice. Yeah. Is it possible to show us the inside? Yeah. Yeah. You just got bear with me. I forgot to unlock nope. it. Oh, no problem. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to write down your combo. <laughs> Kevin, you ordering one? Um, I already got, 
<laughs> I was going to ask them about whether they, because I really like. So this one's my personal safe. This is the one in my basement that has all my hunting guns in it. Okay. Um, so it's just set up. This is why it has a mechanical lock. My upstairs safe that I want to get into quickly has electronic lock. Um, just basic. I have all the guns in a row across. This system has, it comes with two more of these dividers. So you can put two more rows in. But right now, my hunting gun collection is not big enough to need that. But I'm set up to grow as my collection grows. I'm set up to just keep adding rows. And I can fit three rows in here. So this one will fit that's, 35 guns. I'll have it set up, even though I only have 12 in there right now. That's a great idea. And what about the lights? Are those built in or did you add those? So those are part of our most popular upgrade kit. We sell it with like 90% of the safes. Okay. And it comes with these, these panels that hook on the door. So these things are super unique because you just lift them up, pull them out, and they're a grid panel. We call them our gear panels. They interface with most third-party Molly accessories like holsters, pouches, med kits. And you weave all your Molly gear on here. And then when you're done, you just, you come back in here, you line up the slots and you just snap it back in place. And then on your door, you have your holsters, pouches, accessories. And the lights come with that. They're actually, they're actually magnetic. So you can stick them anywhere oh, and they're nice. battery powered. And um, these ones are still going on a test I'm doing. Um, People always ask, how long do the batteries last? Right. And these ones have not been charged since April. I don't go in here every day, but I go in here at least a few times a week, and they've, uh, they're have they still... Okay, they're still so they're, they're, they're activated when you open it? Yep, yep. The motion actually sets them off. And then we talked about the humidity, and this is a unique thing. I These things are available on Amazon. They're like 9 bucks. Yeah. But you can see the humidity inside. My safe has stayed within 2% of the outside over the last 24 hours. So um that's one thing i always tell people they ask me well do you recommend dehumidifier use or not i always say you know those are nine dollars buy one and put it in your safe and both the nra and the nssf both give recommendations for safe firearm storage for humidity and it's something like the high 30s into the low 50s and if it's above or below that then you should take steps to help out cool and then, and then you said you you could get a dial or or electronic yeah uh, okay yeah, all the options. Yeah, so both of the locks we use are are on the higher end, used on uh, other manufacturers, like really expensive safes. On our electronic lock, we use the SMG uh, Titan Direct Drive. So what that means is you type your combo in on the keypad, and then you actually turn the outside of the dial to retract the deadbolt, and that makes the motor do less work so that it should last longer and be less susceptible to failure down the road. And then the mechanical dial, we tested all three manufacturers. Um, and this one's from Big Red. It was the one that um, um, performed the best in our testing that we did. Now you guys have a manufacturing facility in the US, right? Yep, we do. So the laser cutting happens in, uh, in Shakopee in a shop that we uh, co-manufacture with. And then all the welding, grinding, assembly, that all happens in Prior Lake, just down the road, eight miles. So these things start as, you know, five by 10 sheets of steel from U.S. suppliers, um, U.S. steel, and then cut, bend, weld, grind, powder coat, you know, powder coat instead of wet paint. Wow, that's good. I need more American-made stuff. So Wait, say, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, if somebody orders one uh, special order, what's the wait time right now with, with that about? Right now we're running right between four and six weeks on custom colors. We do keep um, 
we have like this kind of, we'll say in process inventory flow that we kind of borrowed from the lean manufacturing where there's always some finished, there's always some that are welded, there's always some that need to be welded. So every time we move one out, we just keep moving them through the flow. So if it's a kind of a semi-custom color or just a color that's gonna be the custom side of things, we likely could get it out in three weeks, maybe even, but you know, four or five range would be a really safe bet. And then we've been turning around um, like full custom projects in less than eight weeks, like like the seven footer, or we did one, we did one for a guy that was this, it was this width, it was three feet deep and then it was six feet tall. So we've done, you know, all sorts of goofy sizes for specific spaces. Oh, that's so I could kind of build a vault sort of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so there's two ways to do that. Number one is you can try to build this large safe or combination of safes. We've done, you know, oversized ones. We've done two that bolt together and they open opposite directions. And that way you can have the same combo. You can have different combos. You can have one safe, have your, your guns that you want your kids to have access to if they're hunters. Then maybe your home defense guns are on the other side. You don't want them to have access to those yeah. unless you're around. Um, or we just recently this summer started doing vault doors. Those have been a smashing success for us. Um, and that's actually the best way to go if you're building a house or you're remodeling, because when you start to add up the cost of large safes, if you have a big collection of vault doors, by, a vault room is by far going to be the best bang for your buck. Because some of the guys that are building houses are telling us that's really, it's like a rounding error to have the concrete guy make a little room in the corner when he's already down there with the blocks or the forms. Yeah. No, I, I kind of, that, that's kind of what I got in mind. I don't have, I have, just have a regular, you know, hardwood door with lots of locks on it, but that would yep. be pretty cool to put that something like that on there. Yeah. And then we've done them behind bookcases. We've done them like kind of show pieces. Like we did a vault door that was white and gold. That is going to be kind of the center of the room. And then we've done them where they're hidden behind bookcases and no one probably will ever know they're there. <laughs> that's awesome. That that's is awesome. pretty awesome. So you say you're from Minnesota, right? So, yes, sir. Uh, how's it? How's the deer population look in Minnesota? Is it better than Michigan? It's got to uh, be. Oof. So Minnesota's <laughs> crazy because it's so it's so tall, right? So at the top in northern Minnesota, you're pretty much in Canada. Yeah. So that hunting up there is very similar to like the UP in northern Wisconsin, <laughs> and then you go down southern Minnesota on the southern border, it's pre, it's touching Iowa. So then when you get really close to Iowa, you yeah. have borderline Iowa hunting conditions. So. It ranges everywhere in between. <laughs> uh, I hunt both at uh, a family property that's, it's not in on the Iowa border, but it's on the southern end of the state. It's a small tract of, uh, of woods surrounded by agriculture. And that one, it can, they can produce big deer because they, they're eating corn and they have good, they have good yeah. minerals and nutrients for antler growth. But since it's a small parcel of land, you're kind of just catching the transient deer on their way by. So you, gotta, right. you just got to be there at the right time. Um, we hunt up north at a deer camp where they grow big bodied deer, but they have bad antler genetics up there. They're yeah. like my eight pointer I got a couple years ago. It's like my hands. Yeah, but he's big bruiser, you know, big old deer is fun to tangle with him, but uh, but nothing to write home about in, in terms of an antler. That's a UP buck there. Yeah, wow. and that's what we're in like north central Minnesota in the swampy areas. So there's like not much to write home about for nutrition, but yeah. they're big deer. How about wolves? You guys have a problem with wolves there? Or? Yeah, on the north side we do. Yeah. On the south side, not so much. Mostly coyotes on the south. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sounds kind of just like Michigan. Yeah. So we we've seen some, some big ones this year, and I don't know where 
my father's neighbor has a huge one running around i've never seen anything like that in michigan so really knows where that thing will end up or where it's going he won't even send me the video because he doesn't want me passing it around oh (laughs) that kind of thing i've seen it but he won't he's like i sent it to you i'm like no no it didn't come now we all know now we all know (laughs) right (laughs) that's great it's it's coming right up where how far away are we till michigan season a week and a half uh yep november 15th our opening for uh gun now we've been out bow a little bit but nobody's popped one yet had a run on friday but we're only a week away it's like the fifth oh okay or the sixth the saturday so i think the fifth is friday that's your opening gun Mm Hmm. oh wow yep and uh the weather seems to be turning just in time it was quite seasonally warm until like this week this morning there was frost so yeah we we started hitting 50 when we went this weekend and it, so, it, it, it both we went four days for the last two times we went we went opening day of a bow which was like october 1st obviously now and the first day we get there we're seeing stuff and the rest wow. of the weekend nothing yeah you kind of got to reshuffle after opening <laughs> day <on. laughs> yeah. so now we're gonna let it let it uh, simmer until november 11th and go back i think so good yeah, i'm ready for gun yeah yeah what uh so you guys have been seeing some big deer where you're hunting do you guys both hunt together uh, no i hunt i hunt uh i hunt in the upper peninsula for gun which is used to I think you froze. hunt camp to be with the guys you know yeah i froze yeah you froze yeah, for just a for bit. a sec yeah yeah you're talking yeah about... there's not there's not many deer up there right now where i hunt I don't hunt in the agriculture area of the UP. It's all big timber and there's just not many deer anymore. Or the deer tastes like pine needles and dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's, do you, where you hunt is it, is it timberland? Because where we are, it's like you have these little forties of private and they touch like land that's owned by the timber companies, but they actually are really nice to hunters where they say, Hey, don't nail stands to the trees don't cut stuff down and you can hunt here. And I I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have, uh, where I hunt, there is miles and miles and miles. Our <laughs> ranches, either timber company or, or mineral companies. And in order to get tax breaks, they allow open hunting on it. So mm. yeah, it's, but the problem is that, uh, we had a great deer population and then it got too big and it was like two bad winters in a row mm-hmm. and it just devastated the herd and it hasn't come back since. No, and then, and then the wolves the, came with, back. And... That sounds pretty similar to eight, Northern Minnesota. It's, it's, it's just wiped them out. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we, we, hunt, we hunt on the Southern side towards the bottom of Michigan, probably below Grand Rapids and mm-hmm. just above Battle Creek. So, it's getting better i mean our all our deer corn fed so our deer tastes just like a cow which is nice yeah Yeah. so do you guys get any other hunting in this fall or just just gearing up for deer we're mostly turkey turkey and deer you know we don't take a lot of trips we probably should you know people yeah i mean i don't do you do you do a lot of outside the state hunting 
go catch go for elk and we we just got back from elk hunting but it's like one of those things where we pick a tag that takes you know maybe two three points to draw and it just kind of sets your pace you go every couple of years because it gets expensive if you try to go every year yeah no we we did go up and do a lot of bear hunting in uh was it white river kevin ontario yes that's fun super cool but they haven't had did did they have they did have a season this year it was like kind of like the last second yeah yeah they did but we weren't up there for two years so the bears are just over and overrunning the town again so maybe <laughs> next maybe next uh fall we'll have to go get another one i think you should get in on that that's fall bear yeah wow it's, it's, those it's are better nice. better eaten right uh, yeah they're they're fatter and you know they got a little more weight on them i don't think they're there's they have as much hair I don't know. Kevin's hunted the spring bear before. Yeah. So the spring bear has a lot nicer coat, but mm. the, but their weight is not as high. So for example, <clears throat> we got to get this guy better. 190 pounds. If it had been, a, oh, is it cutting? I shot yeah. it was about 190 pounds in the spring. If it was fall, it probably would have been 250 easy. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. I wouldn't have expected that big of a swing. But the uh, the hair on it was just gorgeous. It was the thick, just thick, beautiful uh, coat. So I made a really nice rug out of it. That was going to be my question. Yeah. And I mean, when we went, the year we went, uh, where they had bad blueberries were bad and everything. And so there was bears everywhere, bears everywhere inside the town. And pretty much everybody who went got one or could have got one. So it was, <laughs> it was, pretty, it was pretty cool. I didn't yeah, get mine until the last day with that's five minutes left. 15, we got your money's 15 out of 16 yeah. hunters. 15 yeah. out of 16. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We don't do that good at deer camp. If we have 10 guys, we'll be <laughs> lucky to get <laughs> yeah. five deer. Yeah, that's yeah. us. That's us. No. Yeah. No, having a nice, cool deer camp like that up north, is that would be fun. I, I would do that. You know, it's not all about how big the bucks are at that point, but. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So I grew up hunting with my grandpa and my dad was the mechanic of the family. So he never had time to hunt. He never, never took it up. So my grandpa got too old to hunt. It was right about the time I was getting married and my father-in-law kind of took me into his family's uh, deer camp. So no, it's same thing. No one in his family had any interest in doing it. So I'm kind of filling that gap and he's kind of taking me into their family's deer camp and his dad hunted there and his uncles and their cousins it's been kind of a family tradition so oh, that's, hey Corey, that's i about. do have a question about safes again just because i like the idea it's made in the united states but um you know right now i'm not in the market for a huge safe because i have one already till that fills up but i am looking do you guys ever think about getting into like some of the smaller safes that you could put by the side of your bed or in my case, I have a motorhome. I'd like to put a safe in the motorhome. Uh, is that a market you might enter into at some point? Yes. Um, so at first, if you'd asked asked us like a year ago, we probably would have said no. But what we found is the the logic is that so this safe comes in pieces, right? That we thought that was going to be like kind of our only differentiator was to make a, the highest quality modular safe. But we're finding out that people appreciate the attention to detail that we put into our products, like the customer experience, the customizability. So we are going to take that into smaller non-modular safes and we're going to, 
the differentiator won't be that it comes in pieces, but it will be that you can pick from those 300 colors if you want. It costs a little extra, but we're going to charge you what it costs us. We're not going to, you know. Well, and, and made in the USA, I think that's a right. differentiator right there. And that's actually the unique part is there is there is like quite a few companies making larger safes in the US. Um, some of them are quite good at it. The smaller ones seem to be really dominated by overseas product because it's easier to ship over a shipping container full of small safes and big safes. Right. I don't think right. that's working out for them right now because they're all stuck <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> that's, that's probably true well i'll keep an eye out for when you uh you know when you open up that market because i'll definitely be in the market for yeah yep no we're, we're definitely working on that right now no it's such a great idea but no i we appreciate you coming on and um i really uh want to thank you for showing us all the stuff you could put together and we'll we'll put some links together and 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 let me get the website is it i'll let you say the website so i don't yeah. mess it up it's just uh steelheadoutdoors.com so all one word no punctuations um steelhead like the fish and then outdoors and uh yeah we wish you guys a tremendous hunting season it's coming up to the almost the best time of the year right you yeah. know it no yeah. you, as, you as well and uh we appreciate it and we'll talk to you again at some point hopefully that maybe sounds we'll get great. Some of, maybe we'll uh make some orders that sounds I'm great getting interested here <laughs> thanks thanks a lot Corey. good luck hunting this year good luck hunting. All right, you too thank you guys have a good one all right we'll catch you next time in the gun hunter planet podcast <laughs>